Antonia Jones and welcome to my podcast, I'm a Mum Fix My Life. Today I'm joined by Abby Mayhill and she is a disabled mum of two who is going to share her amazing story with us despite all odds. She has set up her very own business called Walking With Wheels, which is very niche in itself. And we're looking forward to hearing more about that because she creates some very unique items which she describes as helping to make disabled life better, easier, and a little bit prettier for her customers. Hi, Abby. It's so nice to meet you. Let's start off with finding out more about you and your journey um, as a parent and also living with a disability. Hiya. Hello. Um, so, as you just said, I'd say I am, so I'm Abby, I'm 26 next week, um, and I'm a disabled mum of two. Um, so to give you a little bit of a background about me, about six years ago, I went from being an average mum, uh, somebody who could kick a ball, run around, do whatever I liked, to I fell pregnant with my son towards the end of the I went into preterm labor at 30 weeks and I was given steroids to save his life um thankfully the wonderful NHS managed to stop my labor and I went on to deliver him at 37 weeks and he was okay but the steroids I was given had a side effect that is not listed um it actually caused my bones to die um for months I was accused of being a drug addict. I had social services involved and everything else because they just thought I was just after the drugs. But in all reality, I actually had no hip. I couldn't walk. Um, I couldn't change my son's nappy. I couldn't pick him up when he cried. I couldn't, all I could do is sit next to him. And it was horrible. But then I, so I had my first hip replacement done at 23, um, three years ago in August. And then since then my life is my health life has just gone into a downward spiral um I was then diagnosed with fibromyalgia which affects uh, my muscles and then functional neurological disorder which has got similarities to MS and it causes non-epileptic attack disorder which is seizures and it it causes me to become paralyzed lose the use of my whole body there are days where I can't walk, talk, eat, drink, speak or anything. I'm not a mum on those days. I'm not a wife. I'm not a business owner. I'm just sat in a chair doing nothing. Um, and then since then, I also found out I've got Ellos Danlos syndrome type H, which causes my um, joints to sublux and dislocate. Uh, so, for example, yesterday I dislocated a total or my my knee alone dislocated 37 times. Um, but due to that, I have found out three weeks ago that I'm actually starting to go into the first stages before organ failure. So my bowel and my intestines are starting to stop working. Um, so at the minute, it's a mad rush to try and get the right levels and the right medication to try and extend my organ life um, and to try and deal with it. Because at the minute, I can't. My, my body, my bowel and my intestines can't deal with things on their own. Um, so I have days where I physically can't eat because I hit a wall and it's because I'm so backed up inside that it's, you just can't put any more in. Um, and it's caused bleeds into my stomach um, and a lot of really intense pain. So I now have to have tests done every six months to find out if my other organs are going the same way. So far, luckily, yeah. touch wood, 
everything's going okay it's just um the bowel intestines so it's a lot of people say to me why aren't you upset about this why aren't you crying why aren't you screaming I've done that I've got depressed over my house and I got into a really really bad place and then I turned it around and found the silver lining of walking with wheels and took it from there and now I just don't have room to I don't have time to be sad about it and there's no point for me personally being sad over it because I can't change it I've just got to keep going for my kids um and for my family it's hard but it is what it is it's it's me (laughs) well thank you for sharing your story and it's just just to hear this it's so courageous of you to speak about it and I really identify with you just saying that you you could have gone down that road and continued of being depressed about it but it's always looking at that silver lining and just being positive about things and also having those positive kind of memories with your children and just to continue so it's just you've inspired me already blown me away and and just to hear your story and see you smiling as as you were talking you were smiling away and I thought wow it's it's part of me I can't change it and it's made me who I am and it's made me stronger as a person um because I now take in excess of 60 tablets a day um I have to deal with a lot of other medical type things in my life and um, it's just part of me now it yeah. doesn't it, I, I'm regularly got my shoulder strapped up knee brace wrist support I've always got something on so it's it, it, they're just part of me and there's, there's also no time as well and and just end on that part I I feel inspired by that because I'm that type of person as well because we can't just ponder because as you say, it doesn't actually get us anywhere. If things or life doesn't go the way we have planned, sometimes if we knew how life was going to pan out, mm. we would try our best to like kind of like it's like a detour in a car. But it's making the best of the situation. And what can you do? And for me, I always think about the impact while I'm here on Earth. I want to have the maximum impact and someone stands up at my funeral they've got some good things to say rather than the negative that's just to be totally honest and, and while we're here so it's it's amazing to hear that but just to backtrack um as you mentioned earlier that you didn't have a disability before and so no. that's a complete shift and very unique to, to hear that because I haven't interviewed anyone on this scale regarding this particular transition so tell us about that transition and how that was it's say so I always subluxed and dislocated as a child, but they just said I had hypermobility um, and that I was fine. And then it's not until the last year that I found out it was actually Ellos Danlos. Um, and they said there was a lot of signs when I was a child that they should have picked up on. But I had a fairly normal childhood. I played sports. I hung out with friends, went swimming, went on holidays. Um, I climbed Mount Snowden. Um, so I've done a lot and I, I'm thankful that I got the chance to live a, I wouldn't say normal, but an average childhood um, and teenage years because it gave me that time to be able to experience it. Whereas now I know that I wouldn't be able to climb Snowden now. My legs would not cope. I'd get about 20 feet up. I'd be like, nope, that's it. I'm done. 
<laughs> so it's been hard. Uh, we've gone from having a normal house to we've got adaptions. We've got um, a shower chair. We've got bar, um, a bath plate to help me get in at the bath. We've got handrails. We've got wheelchairs. We've got crutches, walking sticks. We've got an adaption in every single room of our house. Um, so for somebody who didn't grow up with a disability, um, I had a lot of people have said to me that I've sort of just taken it on, and it's as I, as I've grown um, as a mum, as a wife, and as a person, I've learned to just live with these things. I am very lucky that I didn't have um, disabilities when I was a child, because it gave me a lot more experiences. But it's at the same time, it might have made the adjustments easier. Say family, at the minute, they still do struggle to accept that, or not accept, but understand that I'm never going to get better. I'm, I will just slowly get worse. Um, but, and it's not nice to think about, but I've accepted it. I had to accept it quite quickly because aware it was quite quick that I became ill. I went from being fairly normal, fairly fine, um, to just going downhill really, really rapidly. And it just went from up here to down there really, really quickly. And and it was hard and it was horrible. Um, and I did get depressed. I did cry and I got into a really dark, deep place. But I now realise if I hadn't have gone through these things, I wouldn't have the business that I do now. Um, and I wouldn't be me. I would be a completely different person. So it's it's hard to transition in a way from going from a fully abled body person to somebody who can't even some days communicate. Um, I can't eat and I can't drink and I can't move and I can't do anything on my own. Um, so it has been hard. And it's been hard to accept and acknowledge that this is my life now. But I've now, I have accepted it. I have acknowledged it. I understand it. And I know that I'm going to have more things thrown my way um, between now and the day that I do die. But it's me. I can't change it. It's just who I am. And that's, and that's a positive outlook to have because the positivity starts with you. So um, if it doesn't start with you and you're upset and sad, especially the children. So this kind of brings me on to the, as you say, the, the birth of another baby <laughs> walking with wheels. And this is just, it's very unique. I've had a look at your materials, what you produce as well. Um, and you've, you're a very busy mum, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, so, I do. so tell us about that and uh, we know how that came about so how how many years has the transition been um for you to really fully get up and running because we've got some mums who who want to set up in business and may not feel that they can because I'm a business owner myself so I think it's a really good thing that we can share knowledge and I'm also here to answer any questions you might have being um, a communications consultant as well at the end so if you've got any questions I'm happy to answer them for you as well so yeah far away and so it was through me losing the ability to do a lot of things and having to rely on aids and from wheelchairs to walking sticks to kitchen stalls, 
you name it, we've probably got it. And it was through using these products that we were like, hmm, I want this. I need this. This would make our lives better. We looked and we searched. But either the products were out there, but they were black, blue, grey, boring looking, very <laughs> basic. And I was right. like, I don't want that. I'm 20, I, I'm I'm going to stick to I'm 25. I've still got a week of being 25. Yeah, I'm 25. Um, I don't want plain and boring. I want something that can express who I am, not just as myself, but as a mum, as a wife, as a business owner. Um, so we started to look into things and it went from conversation to conversation to let's do this. We officially started trading via eBay last August. Um, I was then accepted onto Action Hampshire um, School for Social Entrepreneurs, and I started that last September. So that's helped me as well, because that's helped me learn a lot more about the business, and also it's helped me with looking at the financial side of everything. So we officially started trading last August. Uh, we then la- launched our website last no end of october end of october um early november and then since then we have added at least five new products every month right. uh, we we've got things from wheelchair cushion covers walking sticks pad walking stick padding medication bags we've got a clothing we've got clothing ranges uh with over a hundred items for men women and children We've got accessories like walking stick cup holders, wheelchair cup holders. We've got, we're also set to launch our sensory toy range in the next six weeks. Um, We've teamed up with some companies and we'll have a range of about, it will start off about 10 um, and the aim is to get up to about 50 items, which are all sensory led toys and things that, being a disabled person myself um I've thought actually no that would be really good or this would be really good so it's items we wanted we want to be a one-stop shop for all of your disability related needs from your adapt from your clothing to your sensory toys to your accessories and then we are also working at the minute with a couple manufacturers and we will have an altered clothing range line um hopefully coming out early 2021 this range will be from jeans that are easily to, easy to get um, done up and undone for people who have issues issues with their hands. We've got t-shirts with slits inside if you've got a stoma bag or a catheter. We've got lots of products, lots of ideas that are just jumping out of my head. I have nights where I physically cannot sleep because my head is so crazy with ideas and I have to just get them down before I can even get into bed. I, I can hear all those ideas bubbling. So I, I get like that. I just, and what's really important for me is writing them down. So yeah. when you get an idea, how does that all pan out? So you're in your bed, like what happens? Do you have these dreams? Um, it starts off with being written down and then it goes into my book. Uh-huh. Uh, so this book has got all of our designs in it. Um, so just flicking open the page. So you've got like, um, under chair pockets for wheelchairs over the arm pockets so you've got everything gets gets written down into notebooks first and designed through words and then I draw it even though I'm not a very good drawer and um, so yeah and then it just gets developed from there and I just buy the stuff and we create 
So that's, that's so, fantastic. How, uh, as a woman and um, in, in the industry, sometimes it can be male-dominated. We do know that on occasions. Yes. But how, how have you found it working with different companies and funders and manufacturers? How has that been for you? Um, it's been hard. And in, in all honesty, I have struggled with that first initial um, conversation. Once I'm through that, I'm fine. And I don't I usually don't tend to become quiet again I just keep going and going and going um but no I, a lot of the companies I've dealt with I've actually had um women as our case managers who so they deal with all of our interactions our conversations and everything else so that's been quite nice talking to other women who are strong and independent within the business world because it is a very male dominated world um, so for women, it is harder, but I have shown to all of our manufacturers, our suppliers, our wholesalers, that just because I'm a female and I can produce babies, it doesn't matter. If I've got a problem, you'll know about it. Um, if I want something, I'm going to get it. I'm not someone who will just go, oh, oh, okay, that's fine. And just accept what they say. No, I'm going to fight for what I want. If I want it, I'm getting it. That's really uh, good to know. That's that's so good to know that you're just being really confident. So what you're saying is that women, um, as mums, just go in, be armed with your kind of your facts or information, and if you're not sure, just be be bold and have that frank conversation. Yeah. What about if someone um, is not really good at writing letters and things like that? What would you suggest? Pick up the phone. Um, I deal with a lot of things via email. But my first book contact is usually always the phone. Um, I usually send an initial email to introduce myself. And then I will say to them in the email, I will give you a call on X date. I then phone on X date and I will just talk. Um, I will go in any form of deal that we're doing, whether it's with a manufacturer or a seller that we're going to be reselling for them. Um, I research as much as I can. But the other thing, Research is very important. The other thing is confidence. Even if you are absolutely terrified, put the face on and and portray confidence. Smile when you talk because that will get you a long way, especially if you're in a video call. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it is. It's confidence. If you've got confidence, people will go, actually, yeah, go on then. They're, they're more likely to say yes to you. Um, but then just go in there and just be strong and just hold your head high. Don't take the first offer or don't take no. If you want something, fight for it. Just be be who you are and stand tall. That's great. And so you've mentioned you've undergone some training and um, the, a course that you've taken. So how useful has that been in giving you this confidence? Would you suggest that, um, because you know there are courses that can last for, for years, some months yeah. may not have the money, um, they may not have the money or the resources for that. Would you suggest short courses, long courses? Well, I highly recommend um, SSE, School for Social Entrepreneurs, and they run up and down the country. It's actually a free course. Um, you apply if you are, you go through like interview stage, like Dragon Tent, 
Dragon's Den type style where you pitch not just your idea, but you pitch yourself. Um, and those sort of courses are really, really helpful to get on because not only are they free, um, but they actually help you with your travel expenses and, and there's grants involved, things like that can, re- that can really help you go from being an idea to a business. Um, and it's the, so the course I'm currently on, I started last September. I will graduate in October this year. So it's a year long. I do about one to two days um, a month. I usually travel um, to Winchester for my local one, but at the minute it's obviously all gone via Zoom which is brilliant because it means I can just sit at home in my pyjamas. <laughs> um, but no, look into the free courses. Um, look into your local colleges, local universities. Look into um, small business startup courses because a lot of there are a lot of really, really good, helpful, informative courses which are free. Not everything is costly to be honest because personally I can't afford to pay for a course I don't have the funds for it so I've done a lot of courses from business to marketing um so I'm currently on the SSE which is social entrepreneurs as well as a lot of other ones I've done in regards to how to sell properly and how to boost your confidence and they're all free so just keep looking there are a lot of places out there and there's a lot of really, really good ones that don't cost anything. And as you mentioned that, um, I was going to touch on confidence as well. And I just remember starting out, it's you, you I, I go into a room, for example, if there's an interview, then that's it, the button's press. Or if I'm on radio, then that's it, the button's press. Um, but it's that build up, isn't it? Even trying to pitch to your family and your friends and writing down some notes, but never read the notes. <laughs> just go over some of the kind of like, the highlights so that's that's really useful for someone so with your own experience and um, how you have evolved to where you are with your fantastic business which has so much prospects if someone's feeling really anxious what advice would you give to them right now if you had like 60 seconds what would you want to tell this mum um take a deep breath and it's the first thing I always do before I walk into an interview room. And it's the first thing I do before I open my mouth in any form of situation, be it from pitching my idea to an interview itself. So take a deep breath and have a sip of water. Don't necessarily write your speech down. Write down your key points and look at them. People won't be like, oh, she's looking at a card. They'll like the fact that you've been prepared. Just be you, take your time and breathe. That is the main things that I've said. I say that to my children as well. When it comes to like my daughter giving a presentation in class, I say to her, just breathe and be you. And don't necessarily look at the people who you're talking to. Look just above them. Because in that way, you're not going to be thinking, oh God, they're judging me. What are they thinking about me? Just look above them. Hold your head high and stand tall. That is right. Just hold your head high. That's my mum always used to say that to me. And um, don't drag your feet and keep your head yeah. high as you're walking, which is really yeah. important. So it's been really useful hearing about um, your business, Walking with Wheels. Um, I didn't know that our conversation would evolve into to this amazing kind of story about your life. And it's, it's nice to hear that you are so positive 
Um, and, and for all of us, we don't know what the future ho holds as well. So it's just to, as you say, you've got a dream, you've got a vision, just focus on that. So if you've got any questions for me, um, Abby, I'm happy for you to throw them at me. Anything to do with marketing. I know you pretty much have got it undercover, but um, if you've got any questions, then fire away at me. Oh, what's, your, what's one of your best tips in regards to social media marketing? Social media marketing. For me, it is all about having your calendar. Um, everything panned out at the right time. So having your calendar, there's, there's tools such as Hootsuite um, and some free resources online where you can schedule in your social media messages. Also, again, about social media messages, it should be... Um, you talking to your customers so telling them the right message um, at the yeah. right time that's timely that's relevant as well and there's so many different free online resources where you can get free images there's like pixel bay there's also free videos as well they have music on there that you can use and download to use as part of your assets as well so then it's just as i mentioned talking to them in a different language making sure it's timely and just something really catchy that's very creative. So, for example, if you're selling some leggings, rather than saying, here's some leggings, here's our new brand, it's actually, you can have somebody with, with a video trying them out, somebody running. You could have a song with that, a, a well-known song, some lyrics, just anything that's really catchy. Um, it could be something that's completely off, off the wall, but something like that that captures their attention. So also in that whole process, you should have a trial. So spend about, I'll say about two to three weeks of posting at particular times. Um, looking at your audience, you, you may not know, but we know the best times to post could, would be in the morning usually um, once we're over the pandemic, but right now, just before eight as well. Also, if it's mainly predominantly mums as well for you, mine is quite early in the morning before, before seven, before eight. Also, you've got, the evening times as well to post, which is a good time just before five o'clock. Um, you've got Monday to Friday. Weekends are okay, but usually Monday to Friday is pretty good. And then you get your metrics and then you just see what people are clicking on. Then you'll know. Videos are really good because you can see the views as well. So that's kind of my, my tip in terms of social media as well. And it's also free of cost, which everything yeah. I've said is free of cost to you as well. You can take out the banner ads if you want. Um, you've got just google ads you can take on depending on how much budget you have a marketing company but always start off first and if you've got any young people around you they are the good ones their minds are there so they're pretty savvy with tiktok and everything like that mm -hmm. so um look at the channels that you have um not all the channels will be appropriate for your audience but there's nothing wrong with trialing those that's it let's have a look <laughs> a minute on Facebook and Instagram and everything's going to me you need a YouTube channel you you need TikTok I'm like, I don't know how to use these things I feel really old <laughs> but you but you never know you never know it's always good to try try it so you could try one week trialing one one channel and look at what other people were doing as well and mm. be part of that bubble so that's that's really useful for them but how can we get in contact with you as well Abby um, so if anybody's got any questions in regards to whether it's regarding the products that we sell or even you are going through a journey at the minute and you want to speak to somebody who is similar or about any of the conditions that I've got, if you head on over to our Facebook or Instagram, which is at Walking With Wheels, 
or pop over to our website, which is www.walkingwithwheels.co.uk. Um, and on there, we've got a contact us page. So just drop us an email, even if it is just a case of you want to talk to somebody who is a mum and going through business or in relation to health questions, anything else. I'm more than happy to talk. I'll always make the time for our customers and our followers because customer service is something that is really, really big for me. But just drop us a line, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram or on our website. Thanks so much, Abby, for sharing your story, which is really inspirational. And I'm sure, mums, this will get you started with whatever business idea you can have or you have. It can all start from writing in a book or at night time. It begins with a dream, as Abby said. It sounds so real. So, yeah. I've actually got a book for myself and I have done some drawings in that and I can see the majority of, of my kind of um, drawings come to life because I make them happen as well as Abby, she's also made them happen as well. And that's having that that confidence and that, that those goals and the right network around you. So be inspired mums and um, be inspired mums. And if you want to get in contact with me, you can contact me on with my email. I'm a mum fix my life at gmail.com as well. So thank you for listening and thank you so much for joining us, Abby. Thank you so much.